from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for September 25th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest from the Hockey Guys. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Seasons Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com and by Drury Inns and Suites travel happy again book your next day at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network here are your hosts Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein from the alright well welcome in hockey fans anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight it's time for another College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from just outside of Ball Arena in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Today, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? I am barely here. Ah, yeah, you were muted. <laughs> so I heard barely here. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I have uh, uh, had... I had a long day of driving, just like your chauffeur, and... Um, oh, stop, 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 stop. Four hours, four hours compared to 11? Oh, well, like I said, not quite up to par with your chauffeur, but, uh, you know. I had a long day driving. This is the same guy that's talking to somebody that drove 20 hours in the last three days. Oh, my goodness. Well, the chauffeur's got to uh, be tired. Uh, yeah, well, I wish there was one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm live outside of uh, right. Ball Arena. It's a gorgeous day in uh, Denver, Colorado, 86 degrees. I went out and hit some golf balls because Chris Mayotte thinks that I need to play golf tomorrow. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I sent him a picture. He said, yes, sir. <laughs> so we'll uh we'll find out about the colorado college uh, charity golf tournament tomorrow. the first daniel first time they've run one right. so uh i know one thing they got a great swag bag <laughs> nice as, long as, as usual get there first uh, oh god good. well they they better lock him in a closet somewhere and, and wait till everybody gets <laughs> theirs otherwise no one will get theirs yeah exactly Anyway, uh, so if we have a poor connection tonight, I apologize in advance. We are uh, 
doing things because it's the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And I don't know, about a half a mile down um, Blake Street, I guess, maybe, or I don't know, uh, Aria Parkway, there's uh, a football game going on. <laughs> really? Or about to start, yeah. The Denver I, Broncos. Football? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the yeah, Denver whatever. Broncos are going to play a home game tonight against the San Francisco really? 49ers. So we have a mix of parking lots here, but thankfully I'm in the media parking lot. Got to love that. Um, it's good to be the king. Yeah, something like that. Wow. <laughs> you literally Is snuck me in. <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul, this weekend I had a great time watching some ACHA hockey. It was our first right. marquee matchups of the year, and it was Maryville at the number one team in the country, Central Oklahoma, and it did not disappoint. It was physical, it was fast, it was skilled. There was great goaltending in game one. There was a lot of goal scoring in game two. So the hockey season is off to a great start, at least in the ACHA. Right. Well, we had a couple of games, a couple of exhibition games in the NCAA. Yeah, yeah, we had a few of those. Uh, Two of them up in Alaska, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. On um, uh, Friday night, um, was it Friday? Um, I think it was Friday. Oh no, it was yesterday. Uh, Friday was um, the days was, all run uh, together. Yeah, I know. Um, I lost track of time. I was up in Albany um, on, on Friday. Um, Simon Fraser took on Fairbanks, um, and Fairbanks, you know. Got as many shots as I've seen them get in a long time, winning six nothing. Uh, Forty eight shots. Nice for the Very Canucks, nice. uh, as opposed to only fourteen for Simon Fraser. Uh, Fairbanks with a couple of power play goals. Uh, so I mean that that always helps you. Um, you know what did Chris uh, Brown tell us about the Fairbanks Canucks the other night? Oh, we haven't worked on the specialty teams at all. Yeah, we well. What they're going to be. Ah, oh, play me a violin, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, um, you know, they got. The, they have veterans, Paul. They, they have some. I know, I know they're young, I know. Though, but they have some veterans that know how to play the game. Right. Well, I, uh, well this is where you're going to see the difference, right, between um, Anchorage and Fairbanks with Fairbanks having the year in. Yes. Okay. Um, so they've, they've got a little bit more firepower. Okay. Um, like I said, they got a couple of power play goals, and that always helps. Uh, I think they were two for five on the power play, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep, two for five. Uh, and, 0 for, and four for four on the penalty kill. Um and then the the next night uh, in, in Anchorage, um, the goaltending stood up for Simon Fraser. Uh, the the in, in a one nothing win over Anchorage, uh, you know both teams uh, were over on the power play, and um, you know the the Anchorage outshot Simon Fraser. 28 to 14 or 28 to 17. Um, you know, uh, Frazier got their one goal uh, in the third period. 
and they got it very, very late. And, you know, as we kind of expected, they were going to struggle a little bit. And they did, you know, it's, what are you going to, you know, this, this is, you know, they didn't have the experience of that extra game, you know, that extra year like Fairbanks had. Um, and we kind of knew they were going to struggle offensively no matter what, um, you know, just because, especially early in the season. And, you know, they still outshot Simon Fraser almost two to one. So they probably so they had their opportunities, you know. Yep, um, that's, uh that just means they need some time. Is what they need, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they they you know they they had a lot of shots uh, in the, between in the faceoff circles. They had about half their shots from the faceoff circles, and they just couldn't, you know, couldn't put it home. Paul, who do you think is watching that tape closer? UNLV or every other NCAA team? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Yeah. I got um, a feeling it's UNLV. They're trying to figure out any way possible to match up against that NCAA program. Probably. Um, especially since they'll be uh, playing them sooner. But you can you can bet that that, that the various teams that you know that Western was wa- was watching at least some of that game. The coaches at Western Michigan. Oh, of course, of course they were. You know, um, yep. you know, and and that'll be a situation where, you know, they're playing in Anchorage. The crowd will be fired up. Uh, I assume that Western's going to go out there a couple of days early. I would assume. Uh, Just to know, make sure they get there. <laughs> Well, that too, and you're playing that eleven o'clock Eastern Time start, which definitely is a factor. Oh, yeah. maybe maybe not for the second game as much, but definitely the first game. You got to get your body clock right. There's no doubt about that. So that's uh, a so, good reason to go out there a couple of days early, I think. But yeah, uh, so I don't, you know. But it's nice to have games, even if they're only exhibitions. Okay. Let me also tell the folks what uh, I did on Thursday. I was at the NCHC Media Day, which yes, was a lot very, of fun. As uh, I'm sure as it was. I was great to get everybody together and meet Heather Weems, the new commissioner, for the first time. And Don Adam did a great presentation again, as he always does for the rules guys. The coaches right. met for an awful long time. Paul and uh, really? everybody was curious as to why the coaches were meeting so long. They almost list, missed lunch. So, uh, oh well, now we know that's a problem. Yeah, we got to find out what's going on with that tonight. Though we're uh, we're going back to uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Moorhead, Minnesota, Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, he he ventures into all spots. We're going to bring on Eddie Christian, and, and right now we're going to have a dispute. Right when he comes on, we're going to find really? out whether you. Whether you calling him the hockey guys is what he wants to go by, or if he wants to go by what I call him the North Dakota Fighting Sioux alum, we'll find out. Eddie will tell well, us. It's probably both. No, he'll break the tie. He'll tell okay. us what he wants to be known as. So uh, we'll let Eddie break the tie when he comes on. But right. um, that's not a controversy, though. No, it's controversy. Yeah, he wants he wants to break the tie. I know he does. <laughs> all right. I mean, listen, you know. We're all for, 
Yeah, or I'm 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 all I'm on I'm all in for the fighting Sue. The team that was chosen second by the media in the NCHC preseason poll. Any surprise with that at all? No. I mean, um, I, I I talked with David Carl about uh, about a season. I said, David, for crying out loud, you got rid of some really good guys to graduation and signing with the pros, and you just picked up guys that were better. No disrespect I, towards the guys that left, but goodness gracious, you bring in guys that he brought in this year. Oh, Paul, I've got. I had a word last year. It was called relevancy. I have. Right. Uh, a word this year, it's called cohesiveness. And speaking of cohesiveness, let's not wait around because whenever the Fighting Sioux alum, Eddie Christian, joins us, we're going straight to him. So, Eddie, Scott, and Paul with you. Before we even say hello, you're going to break a tie for us. Paul calls you the uh, the hockey guys. I call you the Fighting Sioux alum. Which is it? We're both. Ah. <laughs> Break the tie, my friend. Break Way to go, tie. Eddie. You the man, brother. You the man. Don't let is him Horst, win. Is Hornstein in politics or is he into uh, sports reporting? Uh, depends on which member of the family you're talking about because one of us, the one on the microphone, is a sports guy. The the, the younger one is uh, into politics. So it um, <laughs> depends on which member of the family you're talking about. So Scott and I have visited. Some guys can be sports reporters, but crossing over to politics may not suit you very well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just remember, figure it this. Remember, remember, there's no politics in hockey. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Just cross None. a mother. Just cross a mother. You'll figure that out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, hey, I've friend, never how seen. How, how are things? You know, things are good. Nice. Fall is here. Start of this college hockey season? You know, it's going to be a fun season. The growth of college hockey, <clears throat> the uh, mobility. You know, I was sitting watching college football yesterday, and most of the players didn't play where they're now playing. And I think hockey's yeah. headed down that same track, right? Yes. Arizona's yeah. quarterback came from where? Oh, who? <clears throat> Arizona State's quarterback came from where? Oh, Florida. <laughs> oh, I was I was thought you were talking about a team that I do not acknowledge, so I didn't I wasn't sure what you were talking about there for a second. Um, you know, you you talk about the little A, if you want to call it that. So I mean I'm down with that. Okay, so, yeah, I so think before... I think it's gonna be an exciting season. I mean the the big one obviously is you've got Lindenwood coming to uh, be able to play in the NCHC in their first year. Scott, yeah. figure out how the politics works in that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> ex-teammate Zombo must yeah. have uh, challenged ex-teammate Barry to, a, hey, I'm coming to play and kick your ass. And Barry's like, oh. okay, let's, let's give it up. All right, well, let's, yeah. Um, somehow I just, um, yeah, I mean, good for, good for, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm rooting for Lindenwood. You know, obviously, the, the better they do, the better it is for college hockey. St. Louis has a, an NCAA team again for the first time in, I guess it's, what, 40 years or 45 years? Um, um, and I, wasn't, are, I wasn't born then, Paul. Oh, horse crap. <laughs> um, the Billikens of St. Louis were actually pretty good those first years, a few years of the CCHA. 
So, um, so you know, they have a, a legacy to live up to. Um, they are going to be quite the road warriors uh, in our Lindenwood, and um, that schedule on the road might be harder than what ASU had to fight during the COVID year when they played all those oh, Big Ten teams. There's, there's no th- – yeah, there's – there's no doubt. I mean, what what got ahead of him, and uh, Eddie Rick's coming on tomorrow, so uh, we'll get the scoop on it. And then I'm going up to see them play Minnesota uh, when they open the season on Saturday night. Nice. And of course, uh, the the Halloween game. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's that's two months in advance. I can't look that far ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, well, we'll, you when we get plan, there, we if get you don't. There. If you don't plan ahead, you can't afford airline tickets anymore. Well, yeah, I don't know if you can afford them before, <laughs> even if I planned ahead. I'm just headed to Vegas because Scott said he's taking me to his favorite barbecue joint. Well, let me tell you something right now about Jesse yeah. Ray's. Um, that is top quality yeah. stuff right there, Eddie, and you will not be disappointed, I promise. So, Scott, All you got to do is walk. All you got to do is walk in the door and tell Mike that uh, Scott from Ice Time Hockey West said, take care of my man, and he'll do it for you. You're not te- – what are you – you got to go – you got to go with him. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. Hey, oh, Eddie, oh. tomorrow I'm playing golf at College. What do you think of that? <laughs> you know, are you going to go play the Broadmoor? No, we're playing Kissing Camels. Which part of the country is that in? I have no idea. <laughs> it, it, it's very close to uh, the Broadmoor, actually, but it's uh, actually right across the uh, one of the roads from the Garden of the Gods. But apparently, that's where uh, where they're having their first annual event at. So Mayot threw a rope around me. I told him I didn't think I could make it. He said, yes, "Playing with my brother, you're going to be there." <laughs> their new rink is pretty awesome. Went by that uh, earlier this year, and they finally have it on campus. So that will uh, that will be exciting for the for Colorado College. You, Eddie, you know, I Eddie, I, I talked to the players this year, and I said last year, you know, your rink was new, and and they said, yeah, I felt kind of foreign. We didn't really know what we could or couldn't do, but by the time the summer hit, uh, they just the freshmen just live across the street, and they said that. Now they can come to the rink and do whatever they want. It's their ice surface all all year round. And I think that really is going to make a difference for them this year. And of course, uh, your uh, your school, Arizona, I think, is getting ready to move into their facility. Oh yeah, well, uh, along you know, with your pro team. Uh, there's a pro team out there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Eddie. You know, I only know that uh, that's ASU's building. And Colorado College had the newest building in college hockey for a year. ASU's going to have it for about four months before they open up new buildings at Sacred Heart in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, so... uh, Hopefully, I'll get to one of them at some point this year. But who the hell knows? And Robert Morris is back in play. That was awesome to see. I've been there uh, a few times in my life to uh, watch games in college, and good to see that they got their program back in the mix. Yeah, well, uh, Anchorage had their exhibition game last night. If 
Fairbanks, you know, has been back for a year. Um, I don't know what the heck is going on at Stonehill, Stonehill College, but they're transitioning to a, D, a D1 program. And everybody says that Utica is going to go D1 after the, you know, after this year. And that's just going to jumble things up more in terms of teams in this area. Utica, I think I went through there once. It felt like a bad dream, didn't it, Paul? Uh, yeah, well, getting there certainly Joey, is. Joey Curran, I think, is the, is the, uh, is the infamous <laughs> player out of Utica. Really? Okay, well, listen, I mean. I think he's a cab driver now in, West, in, in Winston-Salem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, um, they're getting 3000 a night for their D3 program. And, you know, if they have, I, I assume they'll be able to maintain that a little bit. If they jump to D1, you know, whether or not they, you know, how, how much success they will have right away would be a different story. But, um, you know, it, it's just going to be another uh, D1 program. And, you know, that that's uh, that that's certainly not going to Scott insists that UNLV is going to jump next year, too. But I don't you know. insist. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming. Um, they're, they've been host, they've been hosting these college games for a reason, right? They're 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 they're, they're, they're testing the waters. They're, they're well, that I agree with. Got to figure it out. That I agree with. They're testing the waters. I don't I don't I don't question that. Um, but guess who's going know, after that, Eddie? There's money in Vegas. Really? And, and, I don't and have guess any of it. Who's going after them? You'll never guess. I'm going to say Oregon. No. San Diego State will be the next. <laughs> Radio that, silence. That... No, no, I, I, I think California is coming with, with more than one. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I'd Listen, like, you. I'd like to see it, but I don't know who it would be because Oregon had a really, really good path, and then they, uh, they got rid of their. GM and their coach that have been there for five years building this whole thing, and now they're in shambles. Um, to be polite and politically correct, even though this isn't a political show. Um, well, the San- good news is I can bet anybody in the country that there will be a lot of colleges we can go through on a long list before NDSU ever will look at hockey again. So <laughs> I'll, win, I'll win that bet the rest of my lifetime. Well, listen, you know, I always wondered about that. I always wondered about that. I, there, there are certain things that I. <laughs> well, it's a football school. Uh, I know yeah. that. Yeah, they want. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna be in the uh, FCS before they ever get hockey at NDSU. See, I, I, I don't understand. I mean, that's obviously I'm the newcomer here, and I, and I don't understand that. Um, I they mean, like we got August. <laughs> we got Augustana coming in next year, and. And, and I don't think it's going to take them very long. Probably about the same amount of time it's going to take St. Thomas. Well, uh, the rumor has it they're going to announce a building soon. You know what I mean? You, you're up there, so you would, ha- you would have a better idea than, than the, I would. The building's been announced. So oh, really? Is, yeah, it's been announced. I don't, know, I don't know the start on it because, like everything, the, uh, the dollar side of it. But they have a commitment. And they are, they will have their own rink at Augustana. Well, no, no, I meant St. Thomas. 
St. Thomas will also have their own rink. That'll be coming. No question. You know, that that's, yeah, their, their, their program. They don't have any money problems at St. Thomas. <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. rumor. <laughs> no, that's the truth. <laughs> they have no money problems at St. Thomas. <laughs> All, right, All right. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about the, uh, the it, it falls out of the offertory pole. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lands at the ice rink. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I mean, uh, that's why they got but, kicked out of their conference to begin with. They ran it like a D1 program, so they're, they're, they're set. Yeah. Their biggest, their biggest challenge will be trying to get everybody to continue to play them. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're in a league, so that 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 helps. The league's fine, but you know they they're wanting to play Duluth, they're wanting to play North Dakota, they're wanting to play Minnesota, they want to play Mankato. So as they look at where they're located, that's going to be tough for them to try to fit all that into their schedule. Wow, oh, that's true too. So okay, what let me to say, Scott. I was going to ask Eddie about the green and white because uh, I had a chance just to. In briefly passing that media day the other day, see uh, Brad and uh, Mark send in there, and um, boy, it was good to see him back. He looks bigger, stronger, ready to go. How, how good can they be this year, Eddie? You know, I think they're setting up interesting. They may not have as much uh, talk about them or buzz about them, but the one thing about North Dakota is they actually have a consistent program with the coaches that haven't tried to change things up too much. And I think Scott, like you said, I think they have the players coming back that will give them an opportunity to, to play pretty deep in the spring. Yeah. Um, I've got that same feeling. <laughs> they, ahead, they've been, they've been picked by the media in the conference to finish second. Um, do, are they going to take it as an affront that they were picked behind the de defending national champions, or are they just going to take that in stride, figuring you know they are the defending national champions, and um, it's not a shock that they're picked that that many people pick them over us? Yeah, I I don't think they'll get too excited. I mean, one thing that everybody will agree with is that as much as there's discussion about all the <clears throat> great leagues in college hockey. The NCHC still has to go through. You know, they they basically own the house, right? Yeah, oh, there's no question. I don't I don't think anybody um, who looks at it objectively uh, would deny that that's the best conference in the country. Um, you know, obviously it has to continue on the ice, um, and I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, you can just about lock North Dakota, Denver, and Scott's Bulldogs there uh, in the top 10, if not higher. Um, the battle in this league is always for that fourth spot. And the regular season is going to be interesting because, again, I think, uh, you know, I think Duluth is reloaded well. North Dakota is reloaded well. Denver should be, uh, obviously, they will be talking about defending. They, they, may, they may have the least... I guess from from Scott, you look at it, maybe not not as ready as Duluth and North Dakota with the reload. Who's that? Denver? 
Denver. Oh, oh. you don't see him waving those pom poms, do you? Oh, Eddie, Jeez. I went to practice. Okay, I, I I did three of our seven previews so far. I watched ASU. I said, okay, they're all right. They got three good goaltenders. They're pretty steady. Got a good top line. Maybe a maybe a little depth too this year for the first time. And uh, and then I got to Denver and I watched practice day one. And I said, oh, my God, you know the sign in North Dakota that says speed kills? Well, they tore that down and put it in Denver because this is the fastest team uh, I may have seen uh, ever. I've never seen a team so fast. And David just ran them into the ground that first day. Chai Booyam came off the ice, walked by me and goes, my heart rate's never been this high. (laughs) <laughs> so, the, so the question is, is Dave going to switch up how he approaches the game with a faster group? Because Denver's been building it a little bit like Western Michigan based on size and skill, right? Well, they, they've got good defensemen, but man, that speed is unbelievable. And I'll tell you, they, they lost Cole Gutman and Bobby Brink, but they brought in, uh, I think the kid's name is Jared Wright, a Minnesota freshman who's the fastest kid in their team right now. And they brought in Casey Dornbach from Harvard, who is just itching to uh, to play for something. He's uh, he was pretty frustrated at Harvard with, uh, with the pandemic and the fact that he he couldn't stay there, and now he wants to win a championship. So look out. So the NCHC is going to be fun. Oh, I think it's on be the great. Uh, I think on the Big Ten side, you know, just hand it to the Gophers. There's no use playing the season. Really. Do we have to? Well, that's what they're saying, yeah. Isn't that what they say every year, though? Uh-huh. Well, you have to just you just agree with them, because if you disagree with them, it might motivate them, Paul. So just really just catch the program, right? So we they got all their guys playing. They got all their guys playing pro next year, so they might as well go out and just be a college team this year. Eddie, we haven't had you on since uh, everything broke at Michigan. What's your take on that? There was no option for Michigan. I mean, how do you how do you have a coach that you say has integrity and character and he doesn't show up yeah. for a game? And yeah. regardless of how you paint the picture in a liberal state, he lost in the game of politics. Well, so if you if you think there's no politics in hockey, ask Mel Pearson; he might disagree with you. <laughs> um, you know what? I got the biggest kick out of the whole thing, and I guess I shouldn't be laughing at it, but. Um, a couple of days after he was released or fired or left or whatever the term was, uh, he changed his uh, Twitter avatar to him playing golf. Well, I, I'm not that active on Twitter, but I was sure concerned about Michigan's health. So every chance I saw, I tweeted, stay healthy. So I, uh, I, I, I did pay attention to how they were doing because I was afraid for their kids. No, I get that. Um, are there any teams, uh, does some, let's just for argument's sake say we disagree with that other maroon and gold team, uh, and somebody else wins that conference. Who do you think it might be? I don't think that anybody wants to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, I mean, that's fine. I listen, I, you know, they had the quote unquote 
best talent in the country last year, and neither one of those teams won the national championship. So, no, and again, there's a difference between I think being a Big Ten. The focus is so big. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Scott may have been there for it, but they uh, they got their rings for winning the Big Ten season, and I think it may have rivaled Denver's ring for the NCAA. So, what's your yes. what's your goal, right? I I don't even know what the heck to say. That's just ridiculous. Well. Eddie, that, I don't know if you heard me uh, at Frozen Four time, but I said, and people scowled at me because I shouldn't have said it, but I'll say it again. Um, four teams went to the Frozen Four. Two of them were there to win a national championship, a collegiate national championship. Two of them were there to, uh, okay, yeah, if we win, nice, but we're really there to move our guys to the next level. Can you pick out those two that were moving their guys to the next level? <laughs> It, it becomes evident in the spring which uh, players are ready to go on with their careers and yep. use the program and which kids are there because the program is helping them with their career. Yes. Well said. And that's probably the biggest hurdle that uh, Bob Motzko has at Minnesota is trying to keep the, uh, the pro game out of his locker room and keep his kids focused on uh, – playing and again there were a lot of distractions for minnesota they they got into that perfect bubble where i think they had a lot of their players focused on the world juniors which has became a pretty big event and some of those distractions may not be in the best interest of the programs and the and the and the, and the team if that makes sense yeah and everybody wants to see their teammates do well and get on a on a on a platform to help you know but again, a few programs at this point may not need to have their players to help the program. And I think that that I think that wore a little bit on a few players because Minnesota actually had a pretty good run when those guys were gone as well. So very deep, a lot of players, a lot of guys that can play. And uh, in any given night, not everybody's in the lineup. So at what point does that uh, make it a little bit more challenging to, to keep your cohesiveness, I think was your word, Scott, right? You're right. You're right. I've asked, I've asked every coach that I've run into this year. I said, define cohesiveness for me, and um, everybody's had a different definition of it. Um, somebody told me that to read the dictionary. I think that might have been Mayot, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, it, I saw it last year, Eddie, with Denver about this time, even earlier than this time. I, I saw that they were together. Here's the unique part of it. Uh, after they won the championship and they were everywhere in Denver, I mean, they celebrated them like they were Olympic gold medalists. Uh, let's not, let's not even go there, but um, they, uh, they were all over. So I asked the guys, I had four of them individually that I saw this summer. And I said, what was the best part about winning the, the, the national championship? And they all said to a man, it was winning it with my teammates. And I'm going like, really? You guys were at the uh, Avalanche game. You were at the Rockies game. Uh, they named a day after you in the state. They had you at the state capitol. And that was what you say, all of you? Yep, that was it. And I think having gone through what, you know, that group did, we'll say over a two-year period, I, I would not question that because I think when you took a look at everything about what they had to endure to get where they were. The only option they had was to be a cohesive unit. Bingo. 
Hit that one right in the head. Uh, oh, by the way, as long as we're talking about the this stuff in the World Juniors, Eddie, I'm leading the, the charge to have that switch to August every year. <laughs> what do you think? That might interfere with some of Minnesota's recruits because they're too busy in the elite league getting their uh, parent uh, helper signatures on their paper in order to go play World Juniors. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, uh, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, um, you, you want to have the parents involved, maybe not to that level, but, you know, I mean – you know, yeah, I th- and, and again, I'll, I'll be careful, but the World Juniors has became an NHL event. It's really not a, it's really not anything other than that. Oh, no, I, I know, get you know it. What? It's, 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 it's there for the NHL guys though? to show up and push their kids, right? Yeah. But, you know what's funny uh, about that? I spent four days at the NJEC, and you're correct. There were three media people there and then myself. And all three of them were national NHL type media guys, and um, but there were no no real scouts. Uh, well, there were some. I guess I shouldn't say that. But really, it was it was odd to me that um, because you're exactly right. That's what they were doing is they were preparing these guys for the NHL. And last week when I was in San Jose at the rookie faceoff, and I look at guys like Bordalo and. Um, you know, from the Canadian side, you look at uh, at um, Mason McTavish, and I asked somebody about Mason McTavish, and they go, "Oh, he's nothing. He's nothing to Connor Bedard." And I'm going like sheepers, creepers. Um, Bedard's not even draft eligible yet, <laughs> and he starts with a hat trick in his first game in the WHL. So oh. he may have to move to college hockey to prove that he's really good, right, Paul? Uh, I'm all for that. Um, I don't know if he can do that now that he's played the WHL, but uh, I, I can't lie. I mean, the the few times I've seen him, he's been just about head and shoulders over everybody else. He knows it, how to go north and south, and he knows how to get the puck on the net. Yeah, I mean, geez. I mean, if you thought the teams tanked last year. <laughs> Lottery or no lottery, um, in January, if teams are out of the play, they may not win again. Toronto may not win a game all year to get them. <sighs> <laughs> well, yeah, what if he I ends mean, up with the Tulsa Coyotes? Well, then he'll get to play at a college hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> Twin logo. Uh, yeah, well, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the biggest okay. challenge they have at that arena is they're going to have to replace the logo every other day. So they might, <laughs> they might want to just put that one uh, in the camera so that they don't have to have the ice get bad. That would be bad to have bad ice at center. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, supposedly, and I'm against this, that they're, 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 they have the big giant pitchfork there now, and they'll have that there for the first four games and then go back to the split logo. But I'm not in favor of that. But they don't ask me, so. They just have to figure out how to put the camera in there. Let the NHL team put theirs on a camera instead of in the ice. But maybe yeah. maybe the ring's controlled by somebody other than the than the college. Yeah, well. <sighs> All right, so they I'm going to try to... Hey, they must not have enough money coming from their alum in order to keep the NHL out at Arizona. That's what I heard. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I have made this 
known publicly, and the guy that brokered this deal to me should be fired, but what do I know? Because I want to see the Coyotes pay first. I have no <laughs> proof that they've actually paid up any of the money, and I want to see it first. And we won't even get into how the uh, NHL players are going to revolt once they get in there, but that's neither here nor there. And it has nothing to do with the actual uh, playing surface itself. So, um, but hey, they didn't. Once again, they didn't ask me. Um, <laughs> good thing. Because if they sounds had, to, sounds to me like you're trying to get your name out there to be the PR guy for the Coyotes. Who? No, I don't need to be the PR guy for those guys. They, they. <laughs> first of all, that's an impossible oh, job. They might need some because they don't have any left. Well. Hopefully they're not. Hopefully, I mean they're probably looking for volunteers, and since I ain't volunteering, you know that so they, they can afford. Are they going to play hockey out east, Paul? Is, is there going to be college hockey out east? I know that the uh, women's fired up. I mean, they already got a couple of games under their belt on women's college hockey. Yeah, I, so uh, the season's on. Yeah, well, listen, I'm ready for it. Uh, I know that there's been a bunch of games for the women this weekend. Uh, Scott's Bulldogs even came out here, I believe, and played out here on Long Island. Um, so, you know, there was probably a dozen games uh, last night, half a dozen the night before. Um, I have not seen a Duluth-Long Island score tonight, but, you know, they're playing it. Long Island's made the NCAA tournament, so good for them, for the women. And uh, hopefully we get more of those teams too, though, by the way. So what's going to happen with uh, the addition of all the teams out east? Are they going to work together this next year to try to figure out how to have uh, manageable leagues nope. with similar numbers? They're going to load up, again, Atlantic hockey with – more teams than everybody else so they can get those automatic bids. Well, I, the I, big I know 10 that. mentality. <laughs> I know this. Um, I think there's still a moratorium for another year on creating conferences. And I know the guy that was the Atlantic hockey commissioner, Di Gregorio, uh, basically told those schools, you guys need to split up into two division, two, two different leagues, get an extra bid. Uh, that was his advice. Whether or not that happens, who knows? That would require cooperation, and we haven't seen too much of that, to be honest. So, could it happen? Should it happen? Those are two different answers. So, to me, there needs to be at least eight conferences in college hockey. They need to have another one here on the East Coast. They need this UNLV and San Diego State stuff to create a conference in the West, have eight conferences. And Simon Fraser, let's not forget about them. No, and, and have eight conferences, eight auto bids, and go from there and the have the first round of the NCAA tournament be two out of three on home ice. You have to win your conference to get home, home ice advantage and then go from there, kind of like the baseball tournament does. I would agree. I think that would be – I think that would help the game. Okay, but you have to win your conference to get an auto to, to get the home. Even yep. if you're the the lowest rated conference, if you win your conference and Minnesota Duluth 
is an at-large bid. They play they play those three games at well, just pick out a team. We'll say but they play at Stonehill, whether yeah, they have a higher power rating or not. And remember, you're not creating something new. You're going back to what was. Okay. Uh, listen, you guys would know that better than I would. So, in that was, way, there was a time when the first series was always the higher seat on the road. So then they created yep. these, uh, these, in, these dances in the street events where they use the college <laughs> hockey game to keep the wild arena going. <laughs> well, see, and I, I think that way, if you, if, if you have to win your conference turn, your conference cha- bid, you have to, to, in order to host that gives this, the, the, um, the lower rated teams, some sort of, you know, to kind of try and even it out and give them at least a, a, a puncher's chance to win some home games and get some home games and start filling those buildings more. And, and then I and, also think the conference champion should determine who the referees for the champion for those games are, instead of leaving that up to uh, the referees or the officials, that would also be a good move for college hockey. Okay, we could talk about that too. I hadn't gone that deep into <laughs> At it. At least but... then your conference championship team has an idea knowing what the uh, game will be called like so you don't yeah. end up with the wrong type of guys calling a game where they can't keep up. Oh, listen, I'm all for that. If uh, Whatever advantage you can get by winning your conference tournament or you deserve your conference advantage. Absolutely. 1,000%. I agree. So it's not that difficult to fix it, is it, Paul? Well, well, when you are level-headed and objective like we are, yes. Uh, when you're provincial and and you're completely territorial, it, it's a little harder. I so think Scott, it's a no-brainer. What's your, Scott, what's your prediction? Who, who's going to be the 14? Uh, for the uh, Frozen Four? Yep. Ooh. Right. Tampa, Tampa, um, Tampa, this year. Yeah, I know. Maybe I know one, North Dakota. Maybe one of the best host cities Tampa. ever. Yep, I know North Dakota is going because it's in Tampa. So let's just pencil them in. <laughs> I think North Dakota. I think uh, uh, Denver uh, will both be there. It'll be two NCHC teams. I think uh, the little M will probably find a way, and and somebody out east. I I I don't know. I, I'm there's some teams out there. Boston College, Boston U could have a little resurgence this year after they finally get to play again. Yeah, I think the Big M might make it. They they they, they may rally around their team instead of uh, the university this go around. So there's there's some be an interesting dynamic at the Big M. Um, yeah, the east the east is yeah, a, I think the east true. is a wild card. Maybe. I do too. I, I just don't know what to expect out of them because we really didn't have much to go on last year uh, because they didn't play. They didn't play enough games to really, you know, to really figure into the conversation. But North Dakota and and, um, and Denver are gonna are gonna make it from the uh, the NCHC. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, Fargo's got a regional this year, right? I yes. think it lines up again. Yeah, I think it lines up close to what Paul said is how, can, how close can you have the conference championship to your home and then how, how can you get back to a city where you've won it before? So I would uh, 
I would say North Dakota is kind of smiling with, with the, the layout similar to when they won the last one. Well, here's, uh, I think, yeah, here's, 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 what? well, you got Tampa this year, right? Then it goes up there to, uh, St. to the XL energy center and for next year, the year after. And then the next two after that are St. Louis and Vegas. Um, Vegas could have a college team by then. They could. They could. Um, I assume you like who Vegas? They, well, they might. They'll have a college team next year. Yeah, we'll see. Next April, we'll see. Uh, I I assume you're in favor of this, uh, Eddie. These these play these these Frozen Fours going to other places. You know, I think it's good for the game because, again, I think it the game's growing. And if you only have it in Minnesota and Providence, then North Dakota wins all the time. So you got to spread it out a little bit to take, the, take North Dakota out of the equation. Uh, uh, well, you know, hey, I mean. Okay, so we, we can't let you go without talking about uh, this uh, Halloween matchup, as you're calling it, in Vegas. How many green and white tickets have been sold for that building? Fifteen? You know, it'll be it'll be interesting. I I do know that the airline flights are now fifteen hundred dollars for that weekend. So American that that that, that may be more than people would spend American. to go to Vegas to gamble. So I gotta believe that the only reason that they could run the tickets to fifteen hundred dollars is because North Dakota's playing hockey there. Well, Scott, I'm, I'm not sure. Got... I'm sure Southwest. In fact, I'm pretty positive because I looked at how to get there, and I had to do a little finagling. But it was almost free to go from Phoenix to Vegas, but I couldn't get from Minneapolis to Vegas to save my life. So I'm actually uh, doing a trip <laughs> within a trip because I couldn't afford that uh, round trip ticket, and that included Fargo and Grand. Oh, and that included Fargo and Grand Forks, believe it or not. So uh, I think there's a there's a few Sioux fans in. Uh, in Fargo as well. Scott, you better hit the lottery because that's the Did only at 1500. Tell... That's the only way I'm going is if you hit the lottery. Uh, did, uh, did anybody tell Oshie and the boys that that's going to be a lot of beers? I, I, you know, a lot more beers. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's kind of like Tampa, right? Cause you know, when yeah. you're, when you're sweating, walking down the street, the only way to hydrate is with beer. So <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, I, I, I think, okay, so I think it will so be a good, it should be, okay. it should be a great game by the way, Scott. I think that's, yeah, that's what I was asking you. That was, what I was going to ask you is imagine up with Arizona state. Um, they've got three good goaltenders. There's one that's going to jump out ahead. We all know who that is um, in TJ, but um, they've got Eddie, a, a really solid top line and those Jackson twins that transferred from Northeastern, I'm telling you, I watch them in practice, and they're like water bugs. They're all over the place. So if they come together, uh, I think the biggest problem Coach Powers is going to have is keeping everybody happy because he's got five and a half lines of forwards that he's going to have to squeeze into four. Yeah, and as you said, they had some success. And when you have success and you're in Arizona, you don't have to recruit. You have guys that want to transfer. So he's created – He's created that situation, and again, I've, you know, when you have when you have that portal, and you have, you know, what they're doing at Arizona State with the rink and 
you know, getting in and getting the games against uh, the big time schools over the last couple of years and then going into Vegas and moving it from the small rink. And of course, this one's in the big rink. Mm-hmm. So venture to guess they'll get a little taste of what NCHC hockey is when they, they will go in the building and they see that <laughs> all but 200 seats are green and white. Well, yeah, unfortunately, they didn't listen to me on that either because I was telling those guys they better get out there and get those tickets now because otherwise there's going to be a lot of green and white an hour away. And uh, who knows? Um, let, me, let me ask this last question about uh, North Dakota. Um, as you look at their team, give me a guy who you think uh, is going to surprise some people this year. You know, I, I, I think they're sitting with some uh, sophomores and juniors that probably will come out of the woodwork a little bit. Um, you know, again, Scott mentioned earlier, um, Sendon's there. He's he's gonna he's gonna take a run, but that's the expected one, right? But you know their defenseman. You got the Frisch kid that kind of came out and had a pretty good breakout year last year. Uh huh. And I think when you t- when you take a look at North Dakota, um, I I think they're I think they're coming out with probably a more balanced group than they had last year. Okay. Scott, uh, you were at me- Scott, you were at media day and you probably heard coach Barry speak to the fact that he, he may not have a, a horse or two or three, but I think he overall spoke pretty, pretty simply on the, uh, the, the overall talent level that he's coming to the table with this year. Correct. Yeah, you are correct. He's, uh, he's got depth and talented depth. So, uh, I, I, that's what I said. I, I picked them to go to the Frozen Four. I think it'll be them in Denver, and they might end up in the uh, in the championship game. It might be all in. Then again, I, then, I, then again, I take a look at what Scotty's done at Duluth again, and the the players that he has returning, <laughs> yeah. the players that he's put out, and then Jeez. some of the things that he has going on with the portal. And <laughs> I'll be careful to say this, but it's going to be a tough road through uh, through through Duluth with the Bulldogs and they changed their mascot and Jess Meyer's got yeah. that change back. So be careful. There may be a little fight in the dog. Um, they're just, they're just vampires though over, over there in Duluth. They just, they just don't go away. They, they just have mascot issues, Paul. I don't know if you're keeping up to the press, but I, 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 Scott's probably on top of that one. I'm sure he and Myers have been spending most nights trying to figure out how to get that that dog chain put skates on him. Well, he's no, def- that is definitely more Scott's area than mine. <laughs> when the NCHC uh, commissioner starts off her press conference questions by saying, "Like, okay, I'm just going to answer this question from Jess Myers before he even asks it." <laughs> It was about expansion. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, well, no doubt about it. Knew that um, so he's a pretty good I, political I sports writer. So <laughs> I try to stay I out of the politics. I want to ask you this in regards to Paul's alum. Uh, I I telling everybody this, and Paul kind of agrees with me. He just doesn't want to, but th- they're going to Duluth for two games. They're going to Bemidji State for two games. I know it's early in the year, but how hard is that, Eddie? You've been on that road. How hard is that trip whenever you take it, much less coming from Arizona and having to, 
to start your season off with two in Duluth and two in Bemidji? Yeah, I, I, two things. I think, yes, it's tough to go on the road. I, I think the modern day college game makes it easier. Obviously, that team spent how many days, months, weeks on the road as they were building their program. So I think when they look at it, it's just another year, it's another trip. For cohesiveness, maybe the best thing you can do. That that will uh, the, the coach will know right away if the players are getting along. As yep. far as going into Duluth, that that'll be tough. And then, you know, you go to Duluth, you go over to Bemidji, and Bemidji, Bemidji's no slouch. Bemidji oh. plays it plays a game that, you know, the big challenge will be: do you, do you go to Duluth and get all geared up, and go over to Bemidji and then end up out of the mix because Bemidji surprises you? So. Bemidji at home may be a, a little tougher to get the team to to get excited about. Obviously, they they know what the Bulldogs' history is, so it's easy to get up for the Bulldogs. So that that'll be the you know maybe a good uh, a good little test to see how the coaching staff can get the players excited to play the Bemidji weekend after Duluth. Yeah, I think Taking- you're right. I, I'm I'm fearful of one thing, though, Eddie. If, if you start your season and ASU's got a lot of home games, but they got a lot of quality opponents coming home, uh, coming in their building to play them, um, and you're an independent, if you start off, God forbid, 0-4, how hard is that going to be for an independent to make up um, points in the pairwise? No, I think that's what I shared, that their, their, their big yep. thing is if, if they went into Duluth and they, they come out with a point or two, that's okay, but if they go over the next weekend and Bemidji lets them have a point or two, they may be out. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Is it easier? Forget forget the obvious weather factors. Uh, is it easier to have a trip like this to start the season? Or, or is it better to have it, say, in the middle of the season where teams like this could be distracted by their conference stuff? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good to go on the road early, and the reason again you you you, pro, you probably and and again everybody travels different now than than we than we use you know than, than the old game. But you know, Scott, you mentioned earlier that if you have five and a half lines, you're going to figure out which four are going to be the go-to before you start the season because you're not taking five and a half lines to Duluth and to Bemidji. Exactly. You're going to, you're going to travel, exactly. you're going to travel with what you think your core guys are. And, and that may be the best thing that can happen because the, the making the team may be over after the first two weekends. So then, then the team settles in. And again, Scott came on and was talking cohesiveness. So it's going to be interesting to see how cohesive you have when you have that, that many, that many players, so to speak. Yeah, good good stuff, Eddie. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, I've got an Avalanche Golden Knights game to watch. Um, break this tie for us. You're a fighting Sioux alum. Here we go again. <laughs> we we are Sioux. Yeah, and I'm all down with that. Uh-huh. We are Sioux. I love it. I love it. Eddie Christian joining us, folks. Uh, we appreciate him taking some time to join us as we kick off the college hockey season for real this week, uh, this weekend. I will be uh, in Linden, in uh, Minneapolis to watch Lindenwood take on the uh, Golden Gophers, and then I'll slide up uh, I-35 and see Arizona State at UMD, and then 
it's back to the icebreaker in Denver, Colorado. So thanks to Eddie for joining us. Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up. Thanks, another Eddie. Episode of Colorado Talk. Paul, thank you. Luck. Scott, good luck on your playoff beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, my friend. Take care, guys. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com whether it's an extra mouth guard wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and Text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night staple. Next week, we'll be talking live from uh, the Amsoil Arena in Duluth, Minnesota. 
as uh, things get underway for real in college hockey. Scott Strandy with you today outside of the Ball Arena in beautiful Denver, Colorado, as we get ready for a NHL preseason game. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York. Paul, as uh, normal, a uh, great conversation with Eddie, and we always oh, yeah. go on for another couple of hours. Uh, oh, yeah. The delivery that he brings is so good because he can level a punch without you even knowing it's coming. All out oh, my for playoff sure. beard. <laughs> well, I, I think you should keep the playoff beard all the time, but what the hell do I know? Uh, I, I just work here. I love it. Uh, just a quick recap, if you could, uh, of what we got out of uh, Eddie tonight. Well, we got the usual. Um, it's the insight that only he can bring. He he gives it to us differently than anybody else. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I love it. And um, he gets it. And he loves college hockey. And, you know, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, he's he's got the institutional knowledge. Um, he's got more quips and, 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 and more things to say about any random thing you can think of um, than anybody. And we both have the same love for that other maroon and gold team. <laughs> Jeez, you're gonna get me in trouble for next weekend, aren't you? You're just gonna keep what? both of you guys are gonna keep pushing until I get into trouble when I have to try to get into the those two rinks next weekend. But um, yeah, no, no, no. What are you talking about? How are you gonna have a problem getting into Duluth? You're an uh, alum. Yeah, Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night will be uh, Lindenwood uh, starting off their NCAA season against the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, a uh, perennial powerhouse, and even a. An NHL factory this year. Um, and then Ooh, I move nice. up I-35, about 140, 150 miles to uh, Duluth and Amsoil. My first uh, dip into Amsoil, I was talking to Anna, their new SID, and she said it'll be her first trip into Amsoil, too. Yeah, <laughs> so, see, there you go. <laughs> At least so the game we'll will be over. Out. At least the game will be over by the time we get on the air. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. Unless they go to multiple overtimes. I'm all for that, that too, but unfortunately, <laughs> Only the one NCAA overtime is not. Shootout, my friend, God, I hate shootouts so much. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> uh, so that's what'll be happening next week, and then following that, we've got the uh, the icebreaker coming to Duluth, Archer Duluth, to Denver, and uh, and uh, Air Force in Colorado College. So we'll see that, and Alaska Anchorage coming down to play the. Uh, the boys from Colorado College who are sneakily going around the uh, the hockey world um, a little unknown right now. And look out. I think there's going to be some big surprises. But anyway, not just the new uniforms, which, by the way, are awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're, I, I like them a lot. I had no problems with the old ones, by the way. But I get the marketing and I get the – I think they should go back to the old – the really old stuff. But that's just me. Yeah, well, you're just really I old. I am old. <laughs> uh, by the way, it'll be the first meeting ever uh, next weekend for ASU in Duluth. Oh, it won't. Didn't they play in in at well, Arizona I'm looking State at the, tournament? 
I am looking at the uh, – they did, but I don't think they got to actually play the issue in that. Oh, maybe not. Maybe they, maybe you're right on that. Yeah, it'll I, be good. I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at their web, the Duluth website, and the only team that they have on that hockey history thing where they have all the records against all the teams is the only one that starts with an A is Air Force. Ah, maybe you're correct. Okay, well, I'll tell you, tomorrow night we've got the head coach from Lindenwood, uh, Rick Zombo, joining us, so that'll be good. I'm working on trying to get Coach Powers for Tuesday night. I think that would cap off a great week. And then, of course, it Wednesday would. night, Mr. 500, Kirk Candy with 500 nice. wins. I said, how in the world did you do that at 30? And he said, it's because I feel like I'm 29. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> love it. Love it. What a great week of shows we've got coming up. So yeah, well, uh, let's hope we get Coach Powers for Tuesday night so we can get a little insight into this trip and the new Mullet Arena and the fact they got ice. And I'm sure they've been on it. Maybe they've been on it 24-7, some of those guys. I don't know. Uh, I'll just say this. You know, maybe we can get maybe we can get uh, Coach Powers to, like, leave a little message for Kirk and say, yeah. you know, Congratulations on your 500th win and play it for him the next night. Sweet. Love it. Well, if we can't reach him, we know how to get to him. Yeah, Peter Menino. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'll see him tomorrow. So tomorrow is yeah. Colorado College's uh, first annual golf tournament. I will be there. Uh, College Hockey West Live will be all over the golf course, I'm told. So we'll find out nice. when we get there. But Looking forward to it. Hit a few warm-up shots today. My back already hurts. Um, <laughs> my back is fine. It's my feet that are bothering me already, and I just hit hours worth of golf balls. Uh, anyway. Yeah, well, like get the masseuse to work, and let's go. All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the peacemaker, Hello. right after Paul Hornstein does his read. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West live on the Ice Time HockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. At 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Dorian's and Suite, now an official Disney World hotel. It's getting late to book your stay for uh, travel starting this October at DoryHotels.com. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide is where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from, including the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Well done, my friend. Uh, our thanks to the hockey guys, uh, or one of them, 
Eddie Christian for joining us, the North Dakota Fighting Sioux alum. And uh, we always have, love having Eddie yep. on. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>